I mean, in that moment, I was I was ecstatic. Uh, we had actual video proof of the existence of the Jamie Madrox, and you know, everybody, this was this is gonna like completely vindicate me from everybody who told me it doesn't exist. I was crazy, all that stuff, and. And in that moment, I was I was happier than I've ever been in my life. Um, but uh, whenever he actually saw us, um, you know, I didn't know what he was gonna do. I couldn't I couldn't have possibly guessed, and I I wouldn't have thought that it was it was gonna go that bad. What follows is the unedited footage of the encounter with the Jamie Madrox. Listener discretion is advised. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Juggalos, juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and... <laughs> I thought you cut up for a second. <laughs> I did not. I've been uh, here the whole time. I will be here the whole time. It's kind of our prerogative at this point. How y'all doing? How are you doing? Me? Uh, you know. With with everything going on uh, in the world today, I'm just it's it's depressing think about stuff a little too much and as of the point that this uh, episode has been released um, I will have turned 30 and <laughs> oh really I am <laughs> at this point not looking forward to it because <laughs> birthdays man, just kind of suck nowadays if, if there's one thing that I have learned <laughs> from a lot of people mm -hmm. a lot of people hit their stride at 30 <laughs> it is very like because, like, <laughs> the way that, you know, pop culture and stuff works, like, you're seeing a lot of, like, you see a lot of, like, you know, teens through 20-year-olds, you know, mm. basically being exploited and then thrown away whenever their voices get destroyed by, uh, you know, overly packed singing career. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's, that's what you see a lot of. But uh, a lot of people in, you know, who aren't that lucky to be on the in the limelight as it were uh they they really do like start to get things in this time right right i i guess it's just like because i'm always a person who felt like i totally peaked uh in college so oh. <laughs> i'm like man what the fuck am i doing right now nobody um, knows what they're doing yeah that's that's totally true um, so, uh, yeah, Juggalo Judgment, uh, if you are, uh, if you're a new listener, thank you for jumping on this train that we're on, and, uh, if you're a returning listener, thank you for continuing on this, uh, on this trek down, a uh, Juggalo Music Lane. Um. It's a long journey. It really fucking is. Somebody's <laughs> gotta take it. Somebody, uh, I can't remember who it was, um, I think it, uh, I think it might have been, uh, Dustin. Um was like oh yeah it'll only take you x amount of time to get to this record and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about and they're like well it took you a year to get 10 to get through 10 years of cds and i was like yeah because only 
<laughs> we only had to worry about two artists that were maybe releasing one thing a year. Dustin, I have thought before <laughs> that an album was going to get get to us in a reasonable time. I've since been disabused of this notion. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, granted, they said it was like something in 2010, I think. I can't remember. But it's like, man, there's a lot of shit that, that we have to wait on. Um, but, uh, but what we don't have to wait on is today's episode, which is Crypto Collection 3. Yeah. By the, but before, by, by, before, by the Twisty Boys. Before we, we dive into that, oh. I had a thing, actually. Oh. So, Mike. Yes. I had an idea recently. Uh, oh. I was, I was thinking about content. And things Content. that things that we we do, things that are relevant to us, and the thing that okay. we do here. Okay. And I realized that Juggalos show up in pop culture quite a bit here and there. This scattered, is so scattered throughout stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you watch like two thousands era sitcoms and stuff, there's almost like one episode in there somewhere where. <laughs> They have some juggalo thing going on. Somebody I, I has like, to interact with a juggalo, something like that. I feel like a lot more of it came after that, though. Two thousands like, into the twenty tens, yeah, I guess. Well, I was gonna say, I think it really started to blow up after Miracles came out. That was definitely a thing, <laughs> because yeah. of the video. Because I think like it was in like Workaholics and stuff like that. Oh yeah. So I, I had this <laughs> idea. I was like, I, now I don't want to do this the same way that we did like um, Big Money Hustlers or anything like that. I'm not talking like a commentary thing. But mm-hmm. if we were to take a look at like some of these episodes and then just have an episode where we just sit down there and just go through them and just talk about like the portrayal and what we think about it and how <laughs> how how it worked out, you know? I'm I'm actually all for that. It'd right be a nice on. little change of pace. I, so, I'm I'm, to, I'm down with that. So what I what I would like to ask of of our audience is to to hit us up with some some examples of episodes of that like I know I know the Always Sunny episode. It's not very heavily Juggalo-centric, but it contains a Juggalo. Um, and obviously the Workaholics one, like you said. I mean, they've been scattered throughout other things. Like the Workaholics one, they literally like go to the gathering. Yeah, I think it was at the gathering. There's that, uh, then there's that movie that came out uh, last year, I think, literally just straight up called Family. Oh. Um, yeah, it stars, um, it stars the, the main chick from um, Orange is the New Black. Oh. And it's about like her niece who is a juggalo and like they go they straight up go to the gathering or something there too. Like it was a big like indie film. That might actually so. be worthy of like a commentary thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to, like that that might be something to look at. I haven't watched it. I've heard it's actually pretty well done. Um nice. so I, I don't know. It might might uh might be worth looking into that. And yeah, I, can take I, it. I would say even like in some other media too. I mean like <laughs> We were we were talking about it off uh, before we started recording, but uh, Grand Theft Auto, oh. Grand Theft Auto Five has a Juggalo in it. Oh, really? Yes, uh, Wade. I don't remember the. the... Oh, d- okay. It's um. I played through the story and then I forgot it because it's not yeah, very memorable. Um, Trevor, the insane one. Yeah, yeah, no Trevor. Yeah, um, the one dude who uh, who he interacts with a lot is straight up a Juggalo, and at one point is wearing face paint actually oh. what's 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 crazy in there is um in the online uh play of gta yeah. you can actually get anybody kill a face paint oh nice <laughs> yeah it's it's straight up it's straight up rips off of abk um 
but yeah, I'm, I'm totally done with that. So yeah, if you guys got any suggestions, um, shows that have like episodes regarding that, please. Okay. I'm going to say straight up, say this right now though. Um, and I don't know if you already were aware of it Uh-oh. because I don't understand the context of it. Don't send me Homestuck because oh. I don't well. fucking get it. And I don't know why it's so tied to Juggalo shit. <laughs> I mean, if it's uh, if it if it is like so wholly ingrained in it, then that's a bit different from just having like a I, Juggalo episode of no, a thing. I have no idea. <laughs> I just keep seeing it like showing up, and I don't understand it. <laughs> like, if somebody can explain why, great. That's not necessarily meaning I'm going to go and, like, jump at at the opportunity to look into it more, but I just don't understand what is such, like, why it's been so heavily gravitated to it. So, I I don't know. But, yeah, I'm totally done with that. Cool. Cool Awesome. That was all I had. Cool. Now we can get into Cryptic Collection, Volume 3. Volume 3. So, this uh, this came out... um, I think a month after uh, Black Rain. It was it was a very short turnaround oh. from uh, Dark Lotus's Black Rain um from from 04 to uh 06. There are fairly consistent releases throughout Psychopathic Records. Um pretty much actually pretty much since like from 03 on. Um and that's that's quote unquote the family era and where everybody's just on top. Everybody's releasing shit um because it's just a high point of like good karma for them and just the ability to do what they want because they have their own studio and all this shit. The thing with Cryptic Collection 3 is this one kind of strays away from what the first two did as opposed to those ones were more Forgotten Freshness uh, or well, actual Forgotten Freshness of tracks that were maybe taken off of other albums um, or you know, for whatever reason, they just didn't see the light of day or they were very, very limited. Yeah. This old, record old tracks like for stuff from uh, prior things. Right. Like with with credit collection uh, one and two, we had a lot of HOK stuff on there. Yeah. Or Mr. Mr. Bones solo stuff. Um, the, the difference is, is this record is a bit of a hodgepodge. There's only uh, one song, I believe, actually, that is cut from something. Um, everything else here is either brand new music or remixes. And it's, it's a bit annoying because where the Forgotten Freshness albums and the Cryptic Collections in their booklets, they kind of did a little rundown and explained like where these songs came from because a lot of this stuff is either remixed or new. We don't have that. Um, it barely even tells us what production is. Um, I believe the entirety of this record with the exception of, uh, two songs, um, is done by Fritz. And the other two tracks, um, let me double check. The first is track one, and I think track seven, yes, um, are produced by Amer, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, Uh, Yaud Ming. I think that's how it is. I apologize if I got that incorrect. But um, straight up, you can tell that this is produced by Fritz. Mm -hmm. Um, All of these have that sound that he incorporated from mirror mirror on um but yeah this is just this is a hodgepodge of a a cryptic collection compared to some of their other ones um i think actually this is the only one that's kind of like this um all the other ones um even the ones came after that were from like 
older stuff. Maybe they tossed in like one or two new tracks. I mean, Forgotten Freshness three did that. To be completely honest, yeah. But um, but yeah, this is mostly a we have some new music, but not enough for a full album. So we're just gonna put it out this way. So yeah, I think. Are, are we ready to find out how it turned out? I think we are. But before we do that... Before we do that, we have something that we need to do, that we do every time. What do we do? We gotta crack open a Fago. Oh. What do you cool. have, Mike? Well, unfortunately... Uh-oh. I was not able to secure my normal Fago. Hmm. Um, however, I did have this sitting around from, like, last week, and I'm super excited about it. I said sitting around, but, I mean, it is still a brand new one. But I have a Mountain Dew Voltage. Which is probably my favorite Mountain Dew. It's so fucking good. Times are tough what, right now. What you got? I have a cream soda. Oh, I love me some cream delicious soda. cream soda. It's not Fago cream soda. It is not a genuine Fago delicious cream soda. <laughs> not, not a delicious. <laughs> All right, let's crack, crack them bitches open. open. That definitely popped. I can see that one. Some good cracks there. That was delicious. Oh, God, I love voltage. So good. Love me some cream soda. All right. Let's dive right in. Track number one. Trash witch rope. short intro that is essentially just a remix of white trash with tattoos uh, just with no hooks on it that's what i thought it was there you go (laughs) yeah um yeah they take out one of the coolest parts of the song in blaze's chorus (laughs) i was like i i recognize that line at the very beginning of it and i'm like what the fuck was this from oh yeah karate chopping motherfuckers it's such a good line to open like that track with um but this is just a a short and sweet uh, remix it's only like a minute and a half long something like that um and it's like, oh, okay, this is interesting to, I love to that beat. open this with. I love that. It bass. is a pretty good beat. The bass I is do, nice. It it is nice because it's prominent. Mm-hmm. Like if it was a little more subdued, it wouldn't be as good. But no, it's 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 a nice bass line. I do think I like the original beat better. Um, but that's not to say that this one isn't bad. Um, and again, for the fact that it's just like a, it's an in and out minute and a half. It does what it needs to. Yeah, had I so. had I recognized what it was, I would have gone back and listened to the original <laughs> to, to make a comparison. But uh, unfortunately, Twisted, in their eternal fucking wisdom, 
decided all of these remixes that we have on here, what if we named them something different than the original? Well, only one of them does that, and that's this one. Two of them do it. Two? We'll get to it. Are you sure? Yes, shut up. I know, I, I, looked, think... I looked them the fuck up. If, if they only change a, a, a letter. <laughs> it's not just that one. Um, we'll get to it. Stop fucking looking. I'll tell you whenever we get to it. Okay. Oh, you... I know which one it is now. There you go. <laughs> it took me a second. Okay. So, anyway. yeah, I got nothing else on this one. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's a good remix. I like it. It's 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 fast. I mean, it's literally just a minute and a half. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It yep. is in and out, done. Uh, but up next, we have Static. Hit! Featuring Drive By. <laughs> so fun fact about that. Yeah. If you look in the in the terribly small booklet for this, um, it actually just says for static, it just says written by drive by. Oh really? Um yeah, that's literally what it says. I was just um, making that joke because I feel like you get annoyed every time that the Blaze and anybody killers referred to as drive by on any track whatsoever. When, when it's not, when it doesn't seem like what drive by should be, or whenever it just doesn't say <laughs> it on the track title or whatever. But yeah, it, it says written by drive by, but it doesn't say featuring drive by, and it's like it almost makes it seem like uh, Twisted is a part of drive by then, yeah. or just whoever wrote the freaking booklet is dumb. That um, <laughs> that hook that Blaze does sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, like it's. It sounds like a blaze hook. It and, sounds like a blaze hook. And, and, like, it could be it could be from anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it just did sound like very, very familiar for some reason. Like I, in theme and just It's it's the cadence the execution. of it. That's the problem. It, yeah. yeah, it's 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 the cadence that he's that he's saying it in. I know exactly what you're saying, but I don't know um uh, it's it's probably something not necessarily from 1G, but I think maybe something that was featured where he was featuring on something else. Yeah. So I don't know. Might have to look into that. I don't think he was on um, something else. I listened to the album. 
Was that? I don't think he was on something else. I listened to that whole album, remember? You can't slip that one past me. <laughs> um. So yeah, we get a really uh, a dark and, and plotting beat on this one. Um, yep. This this song, as well as a couple other ones on here, really sound like they could have been on Mirror Mirror. For um, sure. Yeah. Like I, I don't know why. Like I, I I listened to to this. It's mostly obviously just the the newer tracks, the ones that aren't remixes. But a number of these tracks sound like Fritz had the beat laying around from when they were making Mirror Mirror and they just didn't use it. And it's weird because, you know, obviously he worked on Green Book after that, but these don't have the sound that Green Book does. Yeah, I mean, like... As as interesting as that is. I mean, you know, whenever you... I feel like you could just have things laying around and, like... Well, I mean, it's been said before, like, um, artists will just go through beats and be like, all right, this Mm -hmm. one has the sound that I want, this one... Like producers have a lot of beats laying around almost all the time usually or you know like they're constantly making new shit and it's just either here make me something for this or do you have anything already laying around let me hear some stuff well like that's like um who was it tech nine like he came out with kod in 2009 right Mm -hmm. he ended up releasing a couple other uh, eps it was either two or three eps that had beats that he had from the KOD sessions. And he's like, I don't want to waste these. Like, I want to use them. Yeah. Like, so the tracks weren't done. He just had the beats and he's like, fuck, I can't let these just go to waste. So like, I don't know, maybe that was the case with, with Fritz and some of these songs, or I mean, maybe they just did them from scratch, but they just, they sound like if you would have put these tracks on mirror mirror, it wouldn't have surprised me. Oh yeah. I mean, they, they're, they're perfect for it. Like it's, it's that whole sound. and, and and the theme of them too like yeah. this this one especially like this <laughs> i i i get the gist of the basic gist of this song is i kill you or i kill myself I, either works that that's the interesting <laughs> thing uh there are actually two things going on here um mm-hmm. and it actually now thinking about this it makes more sense that it says that it was written by drive by because <laughs> it sounds like it was definitely a Blaze and ABK song first, and Monoxide and because Monoxide and Jamie are not talking about the same thing, right? Uh, Monoxide and Jamie are using the term static as like the concept of like what static is, like a disruption in signal. It is a barrier preventing them from being able to connect with other people, and you know people aren't able to get through to them. And, you know, Jamie's talking about that being, like, a thing that causes him to hurt himself. And mm-hmm. Monoxide is talking about that as the thing that causes him to hurt other people or himself. It, he's, he's you know, teetering on the edge of that one. Monoxide can never really fully dedicate to one or the other. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Blaze and Anybody Killa are using the term static in the slang way, as in, like, we got fucking issues, bud, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> So, was this then a drive-by song made into a Twisted featuring drive-by song? Because this doesn't sound like the instrumental would not be for that, I don't yeah, think. No. I, I think they. I, it's possible that uh, Blaze and ABK wrote it, like wrote just the lyrics that they have and the hook and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe they just didn't have anything to do with it. You know, they were just yeah. like, we have this written and we don't... 
you know, we don't have like a, uh, we don't know if this is a full thing yet. We only got two verses. We need some extra stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I I couldn't tell you. That's that's certainly an interesting way to interpret it, and it's better than what I could come up with. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's an okay song. Like I said, it's it's. I just can't get over how much it feels like they should have thrown this on Mirror Mirror. Like, <laughs> again, these are all new songs. It's not something that was just sitting around. Yeah. But, like, that's just... If I, if you told me that this was on Mirror Mirror, I'd believe you. <laughs> they would have... Yeah. If, if they had the concept of this song made ahead of time and were able to make Mirror Mirror just an actual full-length LP yeah. instead of their bullshit... <laughs> EP of 40 minutes long or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it. Yeah. So Moving uh, on. up next, track three for those of you. of for those of you uh from what album mirror mirror oh, okay it's all mirror mirror from here on out so we have a number of remixes on on this album okay we do there are uh, what five of them i believe something like that uh, one two three four five yes five with the exception of trash we trash we Tro, which is Super short. Only one of these, <laughs> I think, is better than the original. This is not it. No. Um, I think they, that the beat they, really that they had the on the original version. It. Yeah, I mean, the the drum set that was in the original version made it like it just felt more consistent, mm-hmm. and the chorus whatever they did with this one where they have like some kind of weird effect and they're not having it just be Madrox repeating. I hate everyone mm-hmm. in the, in, like it wasn't the original. It really takes an element out of it that I think it sorely needs. They, they took um, a, a track that like had a pretty good groove to it and mm-hmm. uh, chopped it into like a weird halftimey kind of thing. 
Right. And, and it and just kind of makes it drag a lot. And it also it makes it more boring. It does that. And then it also kind of like clashes against the actual rapping on it. Because, mm-hmm. again, whenever they do these remixes, they do not redo vocals for it. And exactly. so unless you build the beat around the way that they're rapping, which is mm-hmm. harder than just rapping over a beat. <laughs> right. You're going to like, come you're going to come again across this. And I think we've I think we've talked about it before. It's like, what are some cases where a remix is better than the original? And it is really hard to to think about that because most of the time originals are so iconic, you yeah. know, and, and finding a, a remix of it and you're like, wait, what the fuck? But then there's some tracks that like a remix comes out and it's like, wait, what the fuck? Like, and there's times where I've heard songs and then you're like, oh, wait, this is the remix. I've never even heard the original. And then you hear the original and you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. One of the most uh, uh, an example of, of that. Um, 2003, I think. I don't know. Uh, or 04. Uh, 50 Cents of the Massacre came out. And there's a song on there called Out of Control. A year later or so, they re-released the massacre um, as a special edition because um, one of the things that they did was they got rid of the final track from the original, which was a remix of "Hate It or Love It." This was after the the beef with Game, but they also made music videos for every single track on the album. Out of Control was redubbed and made a remix, but and featured some other people that were signed to G Unit. And that's the version that was put on the radio and everything, and even on uh, on MTV. But the beat is completely different. All the lyrics are completely different. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're just trying to find a song where they change the instrumental, and that's the remix, but that's the one that is considered better, that's a lot harder to find. Most, most of the time, if you're going to find a remix that's better than the original, it's just it's a DJ Khaled remix where he was like, hey, we have... It's it's mostly the same, but we have all new rappers on this one, and they're better the than thing. the ones that we had on the original. <laughs> but but that's but that's the problem is or a black is... and yellow remix where it's like we got extra people on it, right? And that's the thing. Whenever you're adding a remix like like that, okay, you're it's because you're adding a person to it. Yeah, you know, what's a song though where the instrumental right is I the mean, only thing different? And if that's that the only better. change, it's it's hard. <laughs> like it's it's very difficult. Uh, okay. I, I have one. I have one. Soldier Boy. Crank that. I didn't know the there Travis, was one. The oh, Travis, Travis Barker. Barker. Okay. The Travis Barker rock remix. Yeah, sure. That is better than the original. Um, he also uh, did a remix of Umbrella by uh, Rihanna. Hmm. That sounds better than the original, in my opinion. Um, there is a remix. Because there are a couple remixes of Umbrella out there, and one of them is very good. Well, because the one has Chris Brown in it. Um, Mm. I knew about that one because he, I think, I don't know if they actually changed the name of it, but where he says, you can be my Cinderella. Mm. Um, But like, as far as, again, if anybody knows a song where there's a regular version and there's a remix, but the only thing different with the remix is just the instrumental and that's better, let me know because I'm very intrigued and I like to find that stuff because we'll see later on that there are songs that Psychopathic has where they remix it and sometimes those instrumentals are pretty damn good, and I prefer them over the originals. As we've seen with Hocus Pocus, I know you don't agree, um, but there's really one of them on here that I super enjoy, and we'll get there. 
But this one, it just doesn't do it for me. It's, I think that the original version is better. This this one's just very it's it's that two thousands moody electronic y shit and it's like mm-hmm. it's okay sometimes, but like you 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 didn't build it for this. <laughs> no. No. This this track was, was great as it is on Mirror Mirror. Um and I just think that this remix kind of falls flat to me. Yeah. Up next. <laughs> track four. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. They certainly do. They do. This is a fun track. This is a very fun track. I like pretty much everything about this song. Okay. It has a a nice a nice groove to the beat. It bumps. Um, it, it's a little bit higher tempo, especially compared to the last one we had. Um, and and this is ICP doing what Twisted does. <laughs> <laughs> We keep saying it because ever since you pointed it out, I can't unhear it. But Twisted just flex a lot. And this is a flex song. But it's also a flex song in the sense that it's not necessarily just ICP flexing or Twisted flexing. This is Psychopathic Records doing it. Yeah. And it's them showing, showcasing like, yo, we're fucking dope. <laughs> also, family. <laughs> so, Jamie Madrox has a line. It's the very first uh, lines that he says in his verse. He says, I bump the best shit, only the best shit, and if it ain't a hatchet product, it's bound to get ejected. Mm-hmm. Who was ejected from Psychopathic years later? That's right. It was Jamie Monoxide. That's actually a lie? He was not a... They were not a hatchet product. That, that's, he that's was foreshadowing. Of, they They didn't get ejected. <laughs> Was, they left. He he knew what was happening. They they're the ones who left. They pressed the eject button themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I must go. My planet needs me. But uh, oh, anyway, um, there is. Uh, let me let me see here real quick because the outro to this, they have like a a thing or something. No, which is actually it's the it's the same as the intro. That's right. Yeah, which. Sounded 
like familiar to me for some reason. Like I was, I was like, this sounds familiar. Like I've heard it before, but then it's also a very generic, like yeah thing that they do. <laughs> like this, no, this I could agree. be in any song that is about this tempo. <laughs> And it right. is in every song that is about this tempo for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, first uh, first verse we get two half ones from from Two Dope and Monoxide. Um, Madrox gets a full verse, and Valenjay gets a full verse too. And everybody just honestly, they do some solid ass verses. Like nobody yeah. really outshines the other. This is pretty much just a let's have fun with this track, and I think it works. I couldn't see them necessarily putting this on, you know, a full length. Like, this would not have been on Green Book. This is not something that you would hear on their next record coming out. Um, but for something like this, no, this is perfect. And oh, yeah. It, again, it, it definitely um, it, it definitely kind of brings up my spirits after hearing, for those of you, um, <laughs> that just isn't as good. Yeah, but, you, you could throw this on, obviously, uh cryptic collection and stuff this could go on really any compilation album that they would do you could throw it on a fucking sampler to give away this one's this one's good for yeah. a lot of that stuff yeah i could i could totally have seen something like that so and yeah, also it I mean, seems like it would be a good live sh- live song too i don't know if they oh, if they'd ever do it but like it it sounds like it would work i only i mean not today of, but i only know of one song on this record that's actually been done uh it's been done live huh. so We'll get there. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, that's what I got for this one. It's a fun track. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's good. Up next, track five, Secondhand Smoke. I represent the east side, no peace. Fuck the police. We tell you to increase the deceased at least. A grown man telling you something that he believe. Practice to deceive. No more tricks up my sleeve. What the fuck, bitch? Why you talking shit? Better duck, bitch. Before you don't get hit. This shit is twisted. Deeper than that old fresh brain. just realizing now that mm-hmm. they had very long verses back in the most tasteless <laughs> yes yes very long verses but it's not as long here because this is sped up yeah i know and i'm sure it's the reason why you love it so much i love this version <laughs> of the song it is a good version it's, I... uh, it's it's not a bad remix or anything like that i mean like i don't between the two of them i'm like mm. they're both good <laughs> Yeah, um, this one keeps I, a good groove to it. I like the uh, I like the beat and all the 
the nice touches that they have and the synths mm-hmm. sound really fucking good um mm-hmm. yeah got a good bass uh, baseline to it too i appreciate that fritz did not go like how do i take this song and make it depressing like he seems to be doing with the rest <laughs> of this album <laughs> yeah like I, I don't know i think um i can't remember if i owned this before i owned most tasteless actually um so i feel like i may have heard this version first um but i've always really liked this one mostly because yes it is sped up a little bit more um but like that drum beat that they have in there sounds just really really good um they remove some of like the psychedelic type stuff that's in the original version the only time that they kind of have it in there is during the chorus itself mm. um which i think is kind of necessary but no, I just, this version of the song is my favorite version, and I would always wish to hear it at a show, and I know it'll never fucking happen. <laughs> um, and I have not heard a single other person tell me they enjoy this version. Huh. Like, everyone else I know is like, no, it's the original or bust, that's it. I so, mean, I'd probably listen to the original first, but I mean, I don't mind this. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. I don't, I'm not saying that I don't like the original. I didn't like it as much in the past. And I like it more now, probably because of how many times I've seen it live. But this is still like, if I'm going to listen to Secondhand Smoke, I want to hear this version. Hmm. Like, <laughs> am I going to get shit on there really as much for that as I did with Hocus Pocus? I hope not. But I just really like this version of the song. I don't think this one is as egregious as Hocus Pocus was. <laughs> This you don't one, like hearing you don't like hearing ICP's version of, of, of jump around essentially. Th- this one retains <laughs> like focus, a good focus. structure and feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like it, this is a good remix. <laughs> yeah, I this this one was really well done, and thank you, Fritz, for not like totally butchering at least some of the other <laughs> remixes that are on here. Damn, I'm, I, I'm going just in saying. on Fritz here. Someone going the fuck in on Fritz. Hey. I will go the just fuck a on cat trying to anybody. make a fucking living. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just that's just how I feel. That's how I feel. Jeez, Mike, Mike, listen. It's not every day I get to sit around and chat Sit down and think, maybe even talk about That shit just drives me crazy Fucking me up, I'm out of luck like a slut With nobody to fuck Somebody talk to me, hear me out, let me hear Before I lose it on society and do it so Violently Feeling with fear, hands sweaty, losing my breath I'm sitting with death, somebody sitting on my chest The best remedies, revenge on people who wouldn't listen Cheeks glisten cause I'm crying, my vision is so fine Didn't worry cause I'm losing it Abusing anybody that's confusing is with lying I'm Trying to get attention Sanction. On my mind, all I think about is dying In spite of me living in hell Breaking me down Out of touch with reality Fucking them out Everybody in this motherfucker's hearing me now I don't wanna lose you But I lost you I can't remember That's listen. That is listen. What do you think about this one? 
Okay, so like in terms of like what it's about and stuff, I think it's pretty cool. You know, it is very like you know, it's another it's another one of them really personal, real ones, and I I like that. I like hearing that. It's good stuff. You know, he's talking about how it like it's very important to have somebody that you can talk to to who will understand you that you can help you realign whenever you need that and that's more or less what they're talking about and anybody killer in particular is just talking about like just losing a lot of fucking people in his life Mm -hmm. and yeah you know that's it's not great and whenever that happens to people like you know you feel like everybody that you once had is like just disappearing around you he's like what do you what do you fucking got left mm-hmm. um and in terms of like the song as a whole i mean it's okay you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's another one of those ones like it, it just kind of kind of drags a bit <laughs> like um it, it feels like basically what we had to say about for those of you but like this is more written to be that way so it fits mm-hmm. more like yeah. it's not like it's not like they took a, a track that was like once really good and bouncy and just kicked it into the fucking mud. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one is like, again, it's built for that and mm-hmm. it comes off a lot better that way. Um, it's not exactly my style of thing. Like it, it reminds me of something. Uh, I can't place it. Like, you know, there, there was a whole lot of stuff like this, co- like floating around in that time, and mm. because, like, as you can tell, I don't really care much for it. It didn't stick with me, so I can't mm-hmm. really, <laughs> I can't really tell you what any of it was. No, that's fair. That's sort of um, fair. But I do like, I, I remember this sound because mm. it's probably something that my brother had. <laughs> I heard it a lot anytime I was in the car with him. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean. So- it's good. I like, I can dig it enough. I um I actually never cared for this song in the past, um but I I sat down and and listened to it and I had Genius up here and I was really able to like sit and like pay attention to the lyrics and everything, and um one of the I think one of the things to take away from this is especially with Monoxide's verse it really um we have to remember about like one of the reasons why the Green Book was like on hold for a while was because of um his uh his his battle with like depression and everything yep um so like obviously this is very very like hard-hitting um like and and it's super personal obviously um and jamie kind of echoes that a little bit as well um although actually uh no jamie's more is so is um uh in regards to uh to his dad who passed away when he was uh when he was younger um and uh, and yeah, I mean, ABK is obviously talking about just people that he's lost over over years. This is a very melancholy track, and there's there's no secret to that. Like it has to be. Um, but listening to it now, like I enjoy this one much more now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's just because like life experience has just made this song like echo and resonate a little bit more. But I mean, that's that's one of the great things about music. Like that's what music can do for people is, you know, if you hear this song and it resonates with you in some way, shape or form, then it's great. And not all music has to do that. You're allowed to listen to something just because it's, you know, dumb or fun or whatever, you know, you can't really necessarily pick what sounds good to your ears, but 
no, hearing the song now, I enjoy this one so much more nowadays than I than I used to, and it's actually going to stay like in my uh, it's going to stay on my phone now because I really nice. like it. I find so. that um, there's a big problem that we have whenever it comes to analyzing music and stuff, where people associate something being depressing or sad with it being more meaningful because oh, like, that's that's farthest from the truth oh it connects to the sadness in me which makes it much more meaningful than something that connects with better feelings in me like no that's bullshit <laughs> that's so stupid and people people do this and i it drives me up a fucking wall i don't think that i i mean i i, I understand what you're saying i fully do yeah i think that nowadays like like if if you were lis- asking me what I was listening to, like okay, before I was listening to to this style of music, before I was listening to juggalo music, I was mostly listening to either whatever was on the radio. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a lot of like Eminem and Fifty Cent. Um, but my my parents raised like if I was with my mom in the car, it was '80s stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's why I like Def Leppard. If I was with my grandparents, I was listening to a lot of stuff from, like, the 60s and 70s. If I was with my, you know, my dad or, or, you know, his wife or whatever, it was mostly stuff that was on the 90s or whatever. Mm -hmm. And stuff from any time period, if you like the song, you're going to feel that. And that's going to, you know, bring out some kind of emotion for you. It doesn't necessarily have to be one that's, you know resonating with depression or, or sadness sadness is a very powerful one sure and i is. think that that's why there's there's people who maybe cling on to that more so than you know the happier ones but songs that are you know talking about like great times or whatever or just fun you know that's where that good nostalgia comes from hell yeah like fucking i hear certain songs and it brings me back to a time whenever things were simpler and, and better i can tell you right now uh Two songs, right off the bat. This is going to sound stupid. Nah. But All Star by Smash Mouth. Hell yeah. And Mumbo Number no. 5 by Lou <laughs> Bega. Right on. These songs hit me because they were popular at times where I was with family um, on trips. So All Star got really popular um, in the summer of 1999, I believe. Um I had gone to South Carolina for that, uh, for, for like a week or something, right after I turned nine. That song was fucking popular as shit back then. You could not, you couldn't walk down the street and somebody wasn't driving past in their car and that song <laughs> You had just walked out of a movie theater. You saw a double feature of Mystery Men and Shrek. <laughs> or <laughs> lots of, lots of movies at that time. Yeah, but Mystery Men you and know? Shrek were the ones. Yeah. So, yeah, like... And it's a fun song. I, I can't think of one person who listens to that song and been like, oh, this song is so sad. <laughs> like, it just it just doesn't happen. But that, and then a my few months later. My dad's soul was trapped inside a bowling ball. <laughs> and my, uh, and, and what was it, about four or five months later, Mama Number 5 came out and blew up on the radio. And then I was in, um, I was in Texas because my mother, uh, who was in, the Air Force, she was completing basic training, mm-hmm. and we surprised her when she was graduating. Like she didn't know we were coming down there, and we had family there, so we and you had a boombox, and you were playing Mambo Number Five. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> but 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 real, like yeah. the same thing was the case. Was you couldn't go anywhere and not hear it at some point on your drive, whether it was playing on the radio in your car or somebody else's car driving by. You just heard it, and those are songs that it's like, man, you hear that and. 
it's one of those where it's like, oh, maybe you've heard it too much and you're like, ugh, you groan. But the first thing that I do is I like, I get that little quick like jerk of a grin. Yeah. Because it's like, ah, yeah. Like, it just happens. Yeah. So you are allowed, you're fully allowed to embrace a song that just makes you feel happy. Whether yeah. it's happy for, for you know, a positive, like, genuine reason or just because it's so silly, it's stupid. Yeah. You know, and like it even, doesn't have to be like it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it has any less meaning than the stuff that, you know, hits you in your chest. And, and you know, you just have that like the where it feels like your chest gives out and you're just like sad. Yeah. It doesn't have to be my, just those. My dude, Andrew W.K. released the song Music is Worth Living For. And that song is like just like. It is a lot about like his own struggles and stuff, but like ultimately that song is just a massive release of positive emotion and it is fucking just great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that kind of shit. It's like that fucking hits me. Mm-hmm. And of all the people in the world to write something to be like, wow, this is really insightful and meaningful. Like Andrew WK is not a person somebody would think of, but he does it. He fucking does it. <laughs> He did it before this. Like, he's been doing it for a while, but because all anybody knows is party hard, they're like, eh, well. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah, that's, uh, most of that had nothing to do with Listen. But, you know, Listen is a very depressing song. <laughs> it's all good. We, it's okay. We get to have discussions like this. Exactly. This is going to be a very short episode otherwise, because we've been blasting through these. We have. <laughs> so up next. So let's move on. Track seven. She said. Let me shave that pussy. I said I knew she was a freak by the way she walked, and when I talked to her, it was like she never got caught until this day. Swear to God it wasn't shit and that she straight up just tripped and fell up on a fat dick. I know I've been around the block a few times, so I really didn't mind that her mouth had some stretch lines. She had me thinking I'm a straight up Mac, when in fact I'm just another who can hit it from the back and attack her intestinal track and leave a puddle of spat down the middle of a pimpled ass crack. Then smack, I had to give that bitch a black eye, cause the pussy just don't feel right. And I know why I thought I was the shit and had this all on lockdown. Come to find out that my girl's just a cock hound, I couldn't deal with it, I had to bail out quick cause that bitch just loves sucking strange dick hey remember what i said about another track <laughs> that has a different name in the took, remix took, than the original it, it took me remember, it took remember me the track seconds. i'm the only one as it turns out this is a remix of that yeah remember what i said before about whenever you do a remix how like you like i didn't really say this actually but i'm going to say it now but i i'm trying to get to the heart of this point that i'm about to make that whenever you do a remix uh, you mm-hmm. kind of need to look at the mood of the original track and try and mm-hmm. kind of find a way to work with that unless you're going to recontextualize it in some way because th- it's possible to do that. You can take a song that has a certain sound and then recontextualize it and make it feel different because mm-hmm. the lyrics might be ambiguous in that way. Mm-hmm. This is a fun, bouncy song. What did you do, Fritz? <sighs> Yeah. Um, actually, no. I take it back. I think this is the one that's done by uh, by that other guy. 
Um, what did you do, other guy? Amari Adamang. Yeah. So, Jesus. yeah. This... This beat is good. Yeah. But it is terrible for this song. This beat is almost what um, ICP would use for one of their quote-unquote insightful songs. <laughs> like a like a Wraith era kind of <laughs> kind of like guys let's talk for real about like life and shit <laughs> one of those yeah this it, it's sad because i'm the only one was a fun track that we had on green book the instrumental was really really well done for it like they they melded that together like impeccably well oh yeah and it just does not translate here they they, they just didn't so it yeah no. no like i said it's a and it's and it's sad because it's a cool beat they could have used this beat for anything else they could have made an original song off of this beat and i just don't think that this remix does it like i they probably could have remixed another song and used this beat for it honestly yeah this just does not cut it and just sorry i, I just I, meh, meh. Sorry, <laughs> that's what we get. I I can't. Uh, I got nothing else on it, man. It's just that I don't have lots. Yeah, there's there's nothing to say here, man. <laughs> Sorry, Paul and Jamie, that the guy who produced a pretty cool intro uh, could not do the same here. Yeah. <sighs> Up next, we got track shock. eight, shock and awe. And. For the best solo underground duo acoustic country urban pop remix classical cover band artist duo and or group or and or solo artist groups are don't read it time to shut them down turn another page put them in the blender magazine crusade kill them all burn them all take them to the streets another publicist dead page 153 only credit was a cover tag next month issue read all about fallen bands dishing you here's a story for that ass loaded ready to brawl bringing you blood shocking all so bring it on you can't make or break me fuck MTV. I'm an underground killer hunting VIP and murderous speed following time home with a 12 inch shank about the bloody to chrome. I cut his throat so deep, nearly cut off his head. 13 wounds found in the chest of his kids and his wife. I still got his wife. She be sucking our dicks at the pot as we write. Shot, stab him up and uh, watch him pull. shocking off dark lotus on the track so this is actually the one track that was cut from an album oh uh this was meant to be this was made during the um the black rain sessions um they actually you can see online they do have a sheet of all the tracks that they made um and it was like okay this is the order we have to make them in and all this shit and like they checked off each one and shock and awe is like towards the bottom if not the very last one but they cut it from the album. This is like one of the least Dark Lotus-y sounding songs. It really just sounds like they could have put this on Psychopathics from Outer Space 2 of literally just like fuck mainstream everything. Yeah. And it would have worked. Like Grave Robbers could have been on 
um, on Black Rain. That could have made more sense. I guess. But <laughs> this is literally just like, hey, let's name drop a lot of people who are famous. And yeah. Yeah. The, the killing famous people thing that they like to do from time to time. Yeah. Specifically, uh, Monoxide is really mad at Chris Cornell. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Choke the shit out of Chris Cornell for ruining rage. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you'd cut it, um, but I, I said that I hate genius and that's because <laughs> there is a, <laughs> here we go. In Violent J's verse. Yes. He has a line and murder is me following Tom home. And genius has an explanation for it. <laughs> I read and it this is one. Super fucking wrong. <laughs> I, I read that one, and I don't know who he's it actually is talking super about. Super fucking like... wrong. So I'm gonna point. I'm gonna read what they say in here for "Murderers Me Following Tom Home," a reference that will only become more obscure as time passes to Thomas Tom Anderson, who is a U.S. Inter internet entrepreneur. He co-founded the social networking website MySpace in 2003 and was later president of MySpace until he left in 2009. Because newly created MySpace accounts initially included Tom as a default friend, his face became known as the default picture of MySpace. I'm I'm downvoting that right now. Because it has nothing to do with Tom from MySpace. Not a fucking thing. Who does it have to do with? So, it's actually in reference to Tom Dub. Oh, okay. Tom Dub is... A uh, former employee of Psychopathic Records. Yeah. Um, you see a brief cameo of him at the end of uh, Big Money Hustlers. But he was the person who was working with Twisted super closely and went to start Magic Records. Uh, and yeah. was basically like... It was going to be him and Twisted leaving so they could start Magic Records up. Okay? And then they had a falling out and everything. Apparently, even, like, Tom Dub even got, like, a Magic Records tattoo on his face, so. Oh. Yeah. That's a shame. Um, so, yeah, that is literally a big fucking diss to Tom Dub. I can't, I can't believe that somebody fucking put that on Genius. I'm so goddamn angry right now. <laughs> like, I know you talked so much shit about Genius before, but that, that right there has just fucking annoyed me to shit. I need to. I'm going to log in on my phone later and change that because that I'm, pisses me off. I'm glad that you are finally angry at Genius. Oh, God, that makes me so fucking mad. Um, but yeah, Violent J, like, that's what his verse is about. It's literally about killing Tom Dub. Uh, what it says, I think he kills his kids, too. That's a little bit dark. Yep. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, oh, yeah, his wife is in there, too. So, yeah. It's, it's kind of fucked up. It's a pretty fucked up uh, line. That's actually, honestly, probably the worst part of the song. Um, but, uh... But, Mike, <laughs> it's who the else? darkness that Dark Lotus is famous for. Exactly. It yeah. finally showed up in a track that it's... was cut from a Dark Lotus album. Um, let's see. The so, darkness, let's see Mike. everybody who's... Let, let's see. ABK's is pretty much, uh... He doesn't really name drop anybody. Violent J just mentions Tom Dub. So, let's see who else. Uh, Shaggy Chudo, uh, he there's mentions a, Ozfest. There's a Fred Durst in there. Yes, um, Monoxide. So Monoxide mentions Fred Durst. He mentions um, indirectly David Schwimmer. Yep. <laughs> um, Chris Cornell, Lil Kim, Danny Glover, <laughs> and Ashton Kutcher. That is a that is a, <laughs> a, a hodgepodge of people who are all showing up at this party. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Madrox. 
basically is just uh, ragging on uh, radio DJs. Blaze doesn't necessarily mention anybody, but he does say all you candy coated rappers and red cap wearers, which tells me that's also a diss to Fred Durst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this is like the least the only this is like the least dark lotusy song like it could have fit on black rain for you know as as weird as that album is but this really should have been put on like if they would have again if they would have put this on psychopathics from outer space 2 it would have made sense i wouldn't have hated but i genuinely enjoy this track a lot so mike, i it's really so dark. do it's so dark mike the so lotus dark. look at how dark it is <laughs> So dark, dark waters. Ooh, <laughs> going, going, going to kill you with with my flower. <laughs> we're dark waters. <laughs> we wide with a hatchet. <laughs> whoop whoop, that's my axe. Ooh, <laughs> everything else spells. for shocking off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that I as a no. Song. I love this song. I, I, I really do. I, I enjoy. I genuinely enjoy this song. I love everything about it. I love the beat. Everything. It was all right. It, it it does have a very good beat to it. Like this is actually probably like, the most unique one on the on the fucking album. <laughs> yeah, and that's because it wasn't made for the album. <laughs> yeah, it might also be the most unique one on Black Rain, but I don't remember Black Rain that well. Even though we just listened to it like an episode ago. Next. You'll have to go back and listen to that episode to I refresh won't. your memory. <laughs> I'm next, track nine. Joker. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call him Paulie. Because I speak of the pompatist have us a cover of some steve miller indeed we do mike i need to do something i need to do the thing that you do i, I need to do a mic here right now okay the one thing that really annoys me about this track is that whenever they do that slide thing on the some people call him Polly thing it lands flat like they don't actually go to the to the thing that I don't know why, and also they do like a first they they come up they slide up to a flat note and then they pause for some reason and then slide back down from a note that still isn't really quite where it should be, 
And it bothers me every time I hear it. And I, I just hate the entire song because of that. Because of this one thing. <laughs> anyway, this is a good cover. <laughs> I, feel, I, I feel personally attacked right now. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, so this is the song that they played live. They played this at the gathering. That's good. Uh, they should. Uh, I, think, I think Gathering 04. Um, but, yeah, this is just a fun cover. Like, it just sounds like Jamie and Paul, Night in the Town, we're going to go and do some karaoke. What yeah. song we're going to sing? We're going to sing Joker. I remember it's... years back, you wanted to do this at uh, karaoke, but you were also like, but what if it's different? And I'm like, it's exactly the same. <laughs> Except it's not. Uh, but it is. It's not. There are significant differences in this version. A, it's um, shorter. I'm sorry, B, there are scratches instead of a guitar solo. But I'm saying it's shorter. They do alter some words. They do. Oh my god, he uh, says Paulie instead of Maurice. It's not just. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> <laughs> So, but yeah, this is, it's, it's a fun cover, like, and it's, it's interesting. I was looking up like on Wikipedia, they were talking about like some of the reviews that it got and somebody, <laughs> I think it might've been like all music was like Twisted's cover of Joker probably has some underlying uh, meaning due to their affiliation with Insane Clown Possible. And I'm like, no, it's just the fuck. They like the song. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, why not do a cover of a song that you like it? That's why. <laughs> fucking dumb but no it's fun i like this song a lot it's, it's great it's entertaining i love the song in general like the joker is a really good song by steve miller it, it is a good song i it really is I, I do miss the guitar solo whenever i listen to this their scratches are good but i'm always just like uh mm, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i love i love the good wah and the fucking massive amount of obnoxious delay that he has on that guitar but Right. No, so really they good. covered Joker. ICP can cover Abracadabra. And then the Steve Miller band can cover Hocus Pocus. Yes, we got this. <laughs> we we know we know what needs to be done. Steve Miller, hurry up. You're you're getting very old. <laughs> you don't have much time. <laughs> Anything else for Joker? There can be a good remix of Hocus Pocus someday if you make it. <laughs> Moving on to track uh, track ten. Little secret. Here go a message to you all.
little secret. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you thinking? We unknown, but good. <laughs> that's 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 the song. Is it? I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> I, I think so. I really do. Um, another, uh, this is definitely another track that um, this sounds like the beat could have been on Mirror Mirror easily. I guess. Um, I I don't know. I just, Fritz was like, hey, remember that EP we did uh, in 2002? <laughs> I made some more songs that sound like that. I mean, this one Go had a, had a bit more hype to it. I like oh, the I'm not saying it didn't, it. but yeah, but I mean, like, it also... Yeah. Could have sounded like for those of you from from that like that was a bit more that's true yeah. too. So yeah, like it. This just feels like that to me. It also um, there's a track on Freak Show that it kind of reminds me of too, but I can't remember what the fuck it is. <sighs> nah, I can't fucking remember. But yeah, I I, I hear like mirror mirror sound to this one. But yeah, other than that, like we get just obviously we only heard Violent J and, and Blaze in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's an okay song just to play, but I don't really nothing else like jumps out as like stupendous to me. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, you know, it's like calling out posers and shit like they do. Yeah. Uh, Violent J dropping a reference to Abdullah the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he, he also he also even though Genius gets it wrong. <laughs> oh no. Is, is he he drops a reference to uh, Aaron Sheik? Oh really? I missed that one. Uh, yeah. When he says, uh, let me see, where's that? He, he says, uh, camel clutch your ass back, bend your spine like shrimp. Um, although on genius, it says, come to punch your ass back. <laughs> genius, Christ. what the fuck is wrong with you? Or rather, the people who put the lyrics on genius, what the fuck is wrong with you? I told you, man. Fucking what the fuck idiots. is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, is that, is that J- going to be what we reference like any time? We're like, maybe. <laughs> Jamie's popping <laughs> off on some people. He, he he is he is doing some callouts in in his verse. Could it possibly be? It's a violent J. <laughs> but no, he is like uh, he he is calling out people talking shit. I don't know if he's just talking about like. Oh, uh, maybe there's just people talking in general at, around that time about stuff. I have no idea. He says a lot of uh, stuff. <laughs> he does in such a short verse, because this this is a fairly short song too. Because we only get you know two half verses essentially from everybody. Well, half verses from everybody. You got Violent J and Blaze, and then the chorus, and then you know Paul and Jamie. Like it's it's a fairly cut and dry song. Oh yeah. It's literally just shut the fuck up. Yeah, we 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 good, and y'all just just shut up. <laughs> that's, that's what the, that's what I get. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that that's a little secret. That is. Oh, I don't think I have anything else. No. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have expected you to. <laughs> track eleven. Fuck myself. I wish 
can't take it anymore Attacking me from every angle soon as I walk in the door Harder and harder, you just kept pushing and pushing Till I was farther and farther away from all of the bullshit And now, I'm the person you always wanted me to be A loser just like my daddy to the highest degree Well, it ain't for me, and I go out in the glory Before my life is just a repeat of that motherfucking story This shit is legendary, you can like it or not Say what you say the other way, I handle it on the spot And my feelings are irrelevant to all of the games and jokes Sometimes I feel a little provoked to step down Fuck myself. Mm-hmm. We have just Jamie Monoxai with a a cry for help and a condemnation of Jay sitting up in his ivory tower, looking down on the peons, <laughs> thinking he's better than them, making them believe that he's better than them. You know. The more that we do this show, the less enthused yeah. I get about the potential of somebody like Twisted finding out about our podcast and checking <laughs> this shit out. And then not understanding the context. <laughs> I mean, I think they'll get it. <laughs> I don't think it could be more obvious. <laughs> so this is Self-Doubt the song. Yeah. that's That's really... That's what this comes down to. Yeah. Um, I wish that I, I had more to it, but I really don't. Um, it's it's basically just them talking about how, you know, all the a lot of the people, you know, talking shit about what they do or the people who, you know, are better recognized for what they do, um, you know, just it kind of puts them down at times. And they're just like, well, fuck, like, why am I even doing this stuff then? Like, maybe I should just stop. Right. You know, maybe I should quit because, like, what's what's the fucking point? And you know what? Lots of people feel that way, <laughs> straight up. Yeah. So you know, I think everybody has has those you know crises of self confidence, where you know it's just like, well, what the fuck should you do at this point? What you should do is stand up, dust yourself off, and say, "Fuck you, violent J." <laughs> I'm going to succeed whether you want me to or not, you little bitch. They were dons at this point. They they were they were good. Then why did they write this song, Mike? I Do you have anything else in this song? No. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I think we could move on then. <laughs> Fucking brazen through this album. <laughs> Track 12. No good. Bump this shit. Bump this shit. Tell me what you know good. Bump this shit. Bump this shit. Two years ago, a friend of mine named Jamie Madrox write these rhymes. So when I wrote them rhymes, this is what I said. Straight 
So like, this is a bragging track straight up. Like not, well, yeah. Not, but, but, <laughs> in the world of twisted bragging tracks, this one stands out a lot. Mm-hmm. Like they're with it. Like the whole. Like they are. They're fucking on point. This is focused. It's so fucking good. The trade offs that they do, where they're like finishing lines for each other. Oh, I love it. Is cool as shit. And the so the good. entirety of that mixed in with the way that the beat is. This feels old school as shit. Like it does. It's fun. It is really fun. Like yes. this is a good this, ass track. If if there was any other songs on here that I would want to hear performed live, this would be one of them. Straight up. Because I would oh, yeah. love to see I'd love to hear the trade-offs done live. Um and you you hit the nail on the head. Like that beat just straight up sounds like some old school shit that you would yep. hear coming out of an old school boombox. Like it is it just it just hits. This is a really good track. This is a standout to oh, yeah. me. Um, this is what I want to hear from somebody stunting on somebody. I want you to be having fun with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. This is good. I I, I, I definitely uh, I like this one a lot. Um, just everything about this song clicks really well. Hell yeah. Um, I just I just love like the the b boy stance. Oh yeah. Like just 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 yeah. <laughs> b boy. <laughs> yeah, sweet I, I, first. I'm a destroyer. You guys, I'm a boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just this is a fun song. I, I wish I had more to say about it, but like, it's it's simple. It does what it needs to do. It's not a long song. Yeah, like it doesn't ever say welcome. It's a really fun song, and it's good. And it's 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 good placement, and and that is the end of this album. This is a great way to just end this CD. And and so what? What are your? I'm what afraid are your, that's what are your, where you're wrong. What? No, no, twelve, twelve songs is right. Oh no, there are far more than twelve songs on this album.
that's wrong with me remix so did you go ahead and check out the original version that i sent you oh that was the original that you sent me yes oh cool interesting so yes um interesting this track is a remix of the wrong with me single that was given out to people i believe at hallow wicked 2001 um or there was something special about it where you had to have like the flyer and mail it in or something along those lines. Like, I don't know for sure. Um, but this was meant to be um, from the Black Magic project. Yeah. But Wrong With Me itself was not going to be on that record. Literally, this single was the only way to get it. Hmm. This is that song where a number of months ago, you might remember, I bought one from somebody on like Mercari or something. Mm-hmm. And then they straight up just like, yeah, well, yeah, they just didn't fucking send anything. And then I got my yeah. money back and then they just canceled completely. I was really pissed because um, there's no copies available online like anywhere right now, but it tends to go for quite a bit of money. And there are almost no high quality rips of it online. Um, But yeah, so the original version was meant to be um, basically a, a a single from Black Magic, the project that got canceled and kind of just shifted into what became Mirror Mirror. Um, this track uh, butchers that song. Here's the interesting thing about that. Uh, whenever I listened to that original one, mm-hmm. I I felt about the same way as I felt about most of the remixes on this, where I felt like I. Here's the thing: I like the track of the original. Mm-hmm. I think it is very good. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, in general, their vocals and stuff don't mesh with it as well as they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, this remix... I should also point out, I should point out this, this is strictly Jamie. Jamie's the only one singing on this song. Oh, well, regardless, the remix on here um, sounds like it is more... This is actually a remix that sounds like it is more well-adapted to the way that they performed it. I don't think it's hmm. great, but um, <laughs> like, I think the original with some reworking would be a really fucking good track, like much better mm-hmm. than it is. Like, it's not, it's not like terrible or anything like that, but I think that their rapping and the singing just isn't as fitting for the way that the original track's done, even though I really like the instrumental of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... Take. I just know that, like, I, I also I'd listened to it one time one. this morning. <laughs> I just know that, like, I'd heard the original one um, a long time before I'd heard the remix one. Um, and it, it is a bit annoying in that the original version has three verses. They cut out the final one in this remix, no. um, which is honestly might be, like, the best verse in there because it's literally just talking about Jamie... Um, showing appreciation for the people who helped, you know, get them to where they are. Like he gives props to, uh, to ICP, to the other people, of psychopathic records. And, you know, pretty much thanks juggalos for, you know, them continuing to do what they do. Interesting that that um, was cut out of this mass release one. Oh what are you saying, Jamie? But <laughs> I just think that the instrumental for the original one was, which was a lot more like subdued, yeah fit the fit what they were trying to do better than what this remix did that was the thing like because it was so subdued that's why i felt like it it didn't sound like it was made for what they were 
how the how he mm. was singing on it and stuff like that. Like it just to me, it was close, but it was like, mm. it's not. It it wasn't quite meshing for me. It it seemed mm. it seemed a little out of place. But right, again, right. really good instrumental. Yeah, definitely different and, strokes. Like I said, I just I, I think that the the original one is unfortunately like a super hidden gem in Twisted's catalog, mm. and I wish that it would have gotten more exposure. But it, it aside from that single, it's not anywhere. It's not featured on any other releases or anything like that. Damn. Um, and the fact that again, unless you own that single, you're the only person who can get a high quality rip of it because yeah. it's just not anywhere which is one of the reasons why i was so adamant about trying to fucking buy a copy of it and not spend an arm and a goddamn leg because the last aside from that one that i was going to spend fucking twenty dollars on twenty dollars for one song might sound like a lot but it's when you've seen that c single for like 80 90 or more dollars mm. that's that's fucking nothing but yeah yeah uh, beyond so, that uh beyond that as far as the song goes uh jamie i think you might be depressed Maybe a tiny bit. Just gonna throw that out there. I just that's maybe a tiny bit. That's what I'm picking up from here. Might might be a tiny bit. I don't know. We we might have to check out Mirror Mirror again just to to get a little bit of uh, of reinforcement of that. Given that that's basically what Black Magic turned into. Oh, so. nice. Now on the CD itself, but that's all. That's all of the tracks. But wait, is it really this full track? This, the the remix of Wrong With Me is like three and some change, I think. Or maybe four and some change. I can't remember. Uh, something like that. Uh, but this entire track is like 14 something long. It is It is almost 15 minutes. It is two seconds off. Oh, uh, yeah. So, obviously you can check, but at about the 7 minute and 23 mark, we, we hear some things. Yeah, fuck that. I just, you know, this. I just wanted to come on here and say that uh, I ain't feeling only having 13 tracks on the motherfucking Cryptic Collection. Three. I ain't feeling For that sure, already, Jamie. So I just wanted, you know, yeah. this is an extra track of just, <laughs> I guess it's just of me. And, sing something. And I'm not going to sing. This isn't like a lounge or nothing like that. I don't want to just sing. I just wanted it to have an extra bonus track because I don't want to not have So, yeah, shit. this is literally just Jamie... Yep. talking um literally just honestly nonsense but they do talk about um yeah the talk about doing the joker which is fucking funny that's great i do want to there is a part that i do want to get to though on this that's motherfucking right i don't give a fuck i can't sing listen to this i can but I'm a picker, though, right? And how fresh is that? How did he know back in the day that picking your nose was fresh? This doesn't hurt to just leave this playing. This is, that, that's probably my favorite line of that. I'm a picker, man. That's fresh. That's how it goes down. You get all chafy in the nose area. I'm a picker, motherfucker. And and don't be afraid, because it's it's okay. I'm proud of it. And and I also want to say that... um. We grow our pinky nails long just so we can pick our noses. Yeah, you fucking bitches think we do coke? We don't do coke, you fucking dumb fuck. I pick noses. Biatch. My own, bitch. I don't give a fuck. Listen. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Uh, Those are pickers, motherfucker. I like the Joker. So yeah. I think this is fresh. Wait. Steve Miller's got a problem. We can just... fucking shove, dude. He doesn't want to get, you know, we'll and I don't want to defame him when here. I asked to use his song, because, like, we called him up. 
we were like, hey, Steve. And he's like, who in the fuck is this? And I'm like, you know, it's, it's fucking me and Paul. And we want to, you know, can we do the track? I'm like, how much acid do you have? And I was like, well, we can arrange things, but can we do the track? We need a yes or a no. And he kind of hung up. So that's like, yeah, to me. In my book, that's a yes. Sound like yeah to me. He did not say no. We roll with the track. Yep. And there it is. It's like, what the fuck? So, there's no rhyme. There's no reason. We just, just like. They do the song because they like it. We can like do it. songs like that's this it. all the time. Our oh. shit would go. Studio costs would be at all time low. That's it. I got it. We got it. Wait, I got it. The here. new shit. The new look. The new sound. What? Tell, tell us. We're a fucking cover band. Yes. See? Look at that. And do you do you want to know that motherfuckers thought that 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 Black Magic was gonna be a cover band? The the one. We that, know Duran Duran. We're gonna do Duran Duran on the next album, fucker, and it's gonna sound fresh. Cause we're juggalos and that's what we do. We make shit. Okay. Fresh. Next album was so. next album. You know, after like thirty and more. And that's the thing. It's just so funny yes. because people kept making that joke, like, "Oh, when's the Duran Duran track coming out?" Sure enough, fucking twenty nineteen. Jamie and Jemmy Urin from MSI did a "Hungry Like the Wolf" cover. And it's pretty fucking dope. I really like that song. <laughs> so yeah, we we have that, and then that's it. But wait, there's more. Ooh. At the eleven forty four ish part, there's more. All right, look, fuck that. If he gets a track, then I get a special track. You what can't gimmick infringe on the infringement. It's not an infringement. We're just, I get a track too. So yeah, I mean it's. All right, keep the track. All right, listen. And now it's mostly Paul talking. Yeah, that's. That's what it is. Yeah. I think this one's like, this one's not as, as like in depth or funny to listen to, but I like that. Um, the, one, the one thing I like about this one is where they say that they're going to play the, the next big uh, twisted radio single. And it's like four seconds of silence. And it's like, here it comes. Here it comes. We got to give them something special. We gotta tell him something. I don't know. What's your middle name? No, oh. this is my special God. fucking song. My middle name is Barbelo. Paul Barbelo. You can call me PB for short, if you like. It yeah, happens. that's. But look, we're this, gonna this hit is, you off with something you guys have never heard. This is what happens. New shit, y'all. I feel like they were probably smoking. Most likely. It might. But I don't know. Like so now, this up out there, my God. So yeah, I just love that they're like, oh yeah, here's the twisted edited track for the radio, and it's four seconds of, of nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And then I'm just like, meanwhile, fast forward to 2019, where Magic Spells, which actually got play on national radio, it has no swearing in it whatsoever. Well, it's not edited though, is it? It's not edited, but there, there's no, there's no like word, there's no bad words in it. But they didn't edit it. It was made for radio, yeah. straight up. But it wasn't edited. Although I believe that Darkness from uh, the Green Book also did not have any swearing in it, and that does have a radio. Like there is a single that they sent to some radio stations. So. Damn, I'm sure that was played on uh, what 89 X or whatever, whatever Detroit's whatever rock station is. But yeah, that's so, uh, 
You want to smoke? Is, uh, so yeah. That that, that was uh, that this album that we just yeah <laughs> Cryptic that's, Collection that's Volume Three. There that's it is. Cryptic Collection Three. It's in my brain so, somewhere. The brand new shit. You guys ain't never heard this shit. It's all edited. New shit, yo. New shit. No cuss words in it. It's real friendly. See. And uh, here it goes. I got you. You thought that song was gonna come out? We fooled you, motherfucker. That's what that song does <laughs> when we do it. That's the one with so the yeah. The what do you? What do you? What do you? What do you like think time, of Cryptic Collection Volume Three, Mike? So this. He got us again. That hot shit. That's new shit, y'all. love. Twisted, edited, just how you wanted them. Fucking Walmart. Play it one more time. Hold on. I gotta rewind it. Alright, there. God damn, they don't know nothing about it. Alright, peace, y'all. That's it. So Cryptic Collection 3 is it again, it's it's kind of a um this is just the random one out of the cryptic collections because again it doesn't really have any of the like oh these were, you know, tracks from this era or whatever with the exception of of shock and awe which was a cut lotus track um all this stuff is either a brand new song or a remix so it doesn't fit as far as the crypto collection goes based on what they did in the past but it's still not a bad cd overall there are songs on here that i think do stand out yeah. um but again most of the remixes i think just just miss the mark because um, you take tracks that are pretty solid overall, but just the production that you put into it just doesn't resonate the same way that the originals do. Um, and as far as the the new tracks, it's just these are clearly songs that, uh, again, we didn't know what direction was going to be set for their next um, their next full length, which wouldn't be until two thousand and five. Um, I mean, I don't even know if they were in the process of making those ones just yet. But these songs don't sound like they would have been on Green Book for the most part. Um, you know, some of the beats sound like they could have been on Mirror Mirror, but it, it is just really like a hodgepodge. This it's really just a compilation of stuff. Yeah. So I mean, is it? it does it sound like a cryptic collection? Maybe I guess. Yeah. If it's just like again, here's shit that we have sitting around. Here you go. If, if again, cryptic collection they, was they just had, going to be like. Oh, a bunch of old shit and stuff like they're going to run out. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, for sure. It's just like this CD genuinely like all the tracks that are quote unquote new tracks, like the ones that aren't remixes and, you know, not uh, shock and awe. Um, these songs were made for this album. Yeah. Like they, they literally made it to be on Crypto Collection 3. So it's just interesting that, that it's labeled as such. But I mean, it's. It's not a bad record overall, but at the same time, if somebody passed this up because it's not a regular full length, I mean, I don't think that they're missing out on a whole lot. I think they are. Honest. You do? I don't think they're missing out on a lot in terms of quantity, but I think they are missing out on some quality. Okay. Let me tell you about three qualities that I think they're missing out on. It is the Joker, no good and keep it moving. Um, okay. I am going to go with I'm going to go with Shock and Awe. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to go with Secondhand Smoke. Okay. Oh, fuck. I, I might I might have to do a, a, a tie. And it might have to be a three-way tie. It's fucked oh. up as it is. Yeah, it's fucked up. Keep it moving. Uh, listen and No Good are all really, really good. I think I might have to edge that to keep it moving, to be completely honest. Hmm. But, yeah. L- listen jumped up a lot with, with my um with my plays this week. It's fair. Um, and No Good is just a fun track, so... Yeah, but again, it's not a, it's not an overall terrible record. Uh, Say goodbye to for those of you. What's that? Say goodbye to for those of you. Yeah, that might that might be it. I it's mean, either, it's either that or she said. Or, or she said. Eric, <laughs> you can get rid of for those of you. I'll get rid of she said. <laughs> we have we have collectively made the album better overall. We fixed the cryptic collection. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was Crypto Collection three. Uh, let us know what you guys think about it. Yeah, uh, tell us what your favorite tracks are, or which songs you think just don't hit the mark. Yeah, um, and while you're while you're at it, don't forget to tell us about some some shows that have have some Juggalo related episodes. Yep, get the get I, those I, at I, us. I am looking forward to that, and you can let us know all of that goodness. On um, the various social media platforms. I understand we have a Twitter. Uh, you know what? I, I'm pretty sure that we do. Um, it is at Juggalo Judgment. I reckon we may have an Instagram. Uh, yes, actually. That is also... Um, uh, that's Juggalo Judgment. I do declare. I believe I've seen a Facebook around. I wouldn't know. I've never seen it. But if uh, if you if there was one, what do you think it would be? It it would probably be Juggalo Judgment. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Word on the street is there's an email out there. You know what? There is because you have to have an email address to make social media accounts. That's true. Um, so that would be Juggalo Judgment at gmail dot com. And a little birdie flew up to my window and told me, "Hey." I think you've got personal accounts that people can reach you on. Yes, he, he was like tweet tweet, as in tweet tweeter tweet Twitter. Okay. I am Mike Spawn the S E J. I'm at Schmeev. Uh, and and then and then and then and then there's personal Instagrams as well. I'm not familiar. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know that Facebook owns it, but I still use it, despite not using Facebook. Uh, you can hit me up at Straight Edge Juggalo. You can, you can try. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they try? <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, that is our episode on Cryptic Collection. I uh, hope y'all enjoyed. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we look uh, forward to hearing from you. It's always nice to chat with people. Indeed. I, I, I hope that you guys know that it's if you ever think like, man, I really don't want to bother these guys with a message. Guess what? You're only bothering fucking, Mike. No, not at all. <laughs> I genuinely get so excited when I see a notification pop up on my 
on my Twitter. That's what I mean. You're always like the that. one who's answering them. <laughs> not not a, on necessarily. If, it, not, not if on, it's on Facebook, it's me. If it's on Twitter, it might be either one of us. <laughs> most of the time, it's you because there are times where you have <laughs> straight up like messaged like some, somebody sends a message I never saw it and you responded back and there's like five messages between you and I'm like where the fuck did this come from <laughs> I'm like I don't have any context <laughs> so yeah if you ever want to hit us up please feel free to do so we, we enjoy talking with y'all and it helps reinforce the fact that we're not just talking to uh, we're not just doing this to dead air and that people actually listen to us because <laughs> this helps get me through the days so thanks again as always for uh for sitting down or you know walking around or whatever you're doing in this weird time thanks for hanging out with us and listening to to us ramble about this juggle of music we will be back uh in another two weeks uh what was it again zug island zug island zug is land i already have Um, my notes ready for it i am ahead of the curve i might in fact continue this and get my get the next next episode done ahead of time too (laughs) takes so much off my mind (laughs) maybe i'll have to do that at some point because i don't know i didn't do my notes until this morning (laughs) zog island was really easy to do Mm. i know i already saw your notes just like okay i can't wait to do it next so yeah um that's it for us uh there's only one thing left to do what's that well, remember those Fagos we cracked open at the beginning of this I episode? Do. I bet you didn't think they were going to come back into play. Whoa. But they did. This time, for me and you, and the royal you referring to the audience, finish your fire. Finish your fire.